Welcome to the Stories She Sings, where we bring messages of biblical women to life through inspired songs. We hope this podcast will be a place of rest, refuge, and refreshing in the presence of God. Every night a shining star To lead your heart from where you are One shining ray can point the way One morning star becomes a new day Lost in the dark adversity If you gaze heavenward you'll see One shining ray can point the way Till all is bright, till you can see My morning star shine from afar The answer to my prayer Change the sky from night to day When I gaze up, my morning star is there My shimmering light dancing in the night Speak peace into your soul Follow that star Start where you are Your faith shall make you We must give them living water, Marion spoke to one of her dear friends as they ministered to the wounded in the camp. 
We must bathe the hidden wounds in their hearts and minds. Her sister friend nodded and dipped a pure white cloth into a basin of water and began nursing a wounded warrior. The adversary shot fiery darts at his mind, causing him to doubt his ability to endure mortality. We must quickly remind him who he is. Noble son of God, do not doubt your ability to succeed in every test in mortality, spoke the woman beside Marion. You are the son of a king and a queen, and the poison that has been ministered to your heart and your mind has shattered your faith and hope in Christ. Will you let us help you? Please do. I've been praying ministering angels would come, the wounded warrior whispered. I seemed to have lost my way one day when the enemy saw that I was all alone. One of them appeared as an angel of light and told me that the plan of salvation would never work and it was far too risky. He told me that if I was truly a compassionate being, I would vote for the plan of force. I felt in that moment like I was being induced with a sort of poison, and for a moment I felt compassion for that plan, like I had never felt it before. Soon I fell into a weakened state of stupor, and I could not remember who I was or which side I was on. The being of light told me that he would take me to a place where I would be cared for, and that is how I believe I ended up in this dark and loathsome place. The wounded warrior began to rub the sleep from his eyes. My eyes have been darkened by their lies. Who are you? I cannot see you. Marion spoke to the woman. His faith has been wounded, and she began to sing to him. In the heat of the battle, swords flashing in the night, both enemy and soldier fight for darkness, fight for right. Who will be the victor? My soul becomes the quest. Fighting with God's power, I shall overcome this test. Enemies of darkness battle for my soul. Their swords are aiming at me. Retreat, they cry in full. I lay in robes of glory, torn and tattered in the wind. Reaching for the sword of truth, I will rise and stand again. One hundred thousand angels come bearing up my soul. Once wounded in life's battle, pure love shall make me whole. Lifting me to my feet, my cry is not in vain. I will rise in truth and might. I have called upon his name. I hear their anger taunting, my purity defile, mocking me and pointing. It is my heart that is on trial. Daggers leave me bleeding. Cutting words would make hope die. But in my soul one blazing spark. God will hear my cry. In the darkness, how can you know? Who is your enemy or friend? Demons cry, she must not rise. Stop the song that leads her soul. The enemy advances like a demon in the night. I shiver in the darkness, praying for pure love and light. One hundred thousand angels gather, come bearing up my soul. Once wounded in life's battle, they pluck each fiery thorn. Lifting me to my feet, how can I cry defeat? I will rise in truth and light, rise to the mercy seat. Now all that is celestial lays like a shattered dream. Pieces of my broken heart, crushed to sand or so it seems, but still a breath within me, a flickering of light. My fingertips are groping for my sword lost in the night. 
Angels strengthen feeble knees, lift hands that have hung down. If we die, we will die fighting, though we may not win the crown. We raise our swords above our heads, truth will conquer thee, our foe. We will not surrender, God is the master of our soul. In my soul there surges power, my heart's music beating strong. From the hidden depths within me sounds a brand new victory song. I understand for what they fight, it is the treasure of my heart. He is the captain of my soul, my fears soon all depart. One hundred thousand angels gather bearing up my soul. Once wounded in this battle, they pluck each fiery thorn. Lifting me to my feet, my cry is not in vain. I will rise in truth and light. I have called upon his name. My soul is sudden strengthened by his unseen power. His mercy is lengthened. He saves me in this hour. One by one, my foes they falter, lay breathless at my feet. One by one, I hear them whisper their cries of sure defeat. Alone, upon this battlefield, now quieted and calm, warm hands rest upon my head. Your enemies are gone. Those who would destroy you, those who would betray, have left you with the captain, have swiftly moved away. He is the captain of your heart. He is the captain of your soul. Sing for him. Sing for him. Your joy shall be made full. One thousand years of light and truth, your Prince of Peace will stay. He has come to carry you home to a brighter day. He'll gather up your broken dreams till you feel a newfound joy. All because you've chosen to be in God's employ. We are daughters of the King and Queen, and we both had our hearts broken by souls we once loved. Our misdirected compassion led us here to this place as well. The beautiful woman pointed to Marion and spoke gently. She had a friend who deflected, and he turned on her. She could not forget his former goodness, and soon she began to doubt herself. She has fully recovered now because of her gift of singing the song of redeeming love. I ended up here because I was trying to rescue dear friends who became unbelievers. We are praying for deliverance, spoke Marian sincerely. We feel that the Savior is coming soon to deliver us from this camp, as well as any of the others who will believe in Him and in themselves and follow Him back to the kingdom. For now we are hiding ourselves in the safe shelter of His pure love. Will you help us to awaken the others? But I can't see, spoke the wounded warrior. Marian cupped her hand over the wounded warrior's heart. Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ? Yes, the gentle warrior whispered. I do. Then believe in him now with all your heart, might, mind, and strength, and he shall heal you of this blindness caused by fear and doubt. I cannot see. My eyes have become prisoners of this darkness, even of that fear and doubt. May I sing to you, Marian gently whispered into her wounded brother's ear. The warrior nodded. Marian began softly singing a lullaby to the broken-hearted warrior. Bind each wound, bear up each pain, mend your broken heart. Angels and sentinels reveal the healer's heart. 
With flaming sword, with shield of faith, protect the pure in heart. Angels and sentinels reveal the healer's art. When the warrior opened his eyes, Marion was smiling at him. He whispered gratefully, this is the first time I felt joy in a very long time. The gentle warrior stroked a curl resting on Marion's cheek. I must leave you now, my friend. It's time that I bid you farewell for a season. How bright he was. How beautifully bright his shining presence. So gentle, so kind, always so tender. You have never raised your voice at me, as Lucerno once did, she mustered. You have helped me to forget his broken promises and the shattered dreams. Thank you, she smiled wistfully. Now I must live 50-something years before I see you again. But, she stopped abruptly, when I do, I will call out and you will recognize my message. I will announce one day, sometime, somewhere in that realm beneath the clouds that I am in search of the most beautiful song. And I will answer you and say to you, a complete stranger to my eyes, I will help you. They laughed as they pretended how it would be one day on earth. I am going to a home where I will have a wonderful mother and father. My grandmother's name is Birdsong. The sound of a song are hint that we are getting warmer, closer to each other again. Marianne in her usual merry way. And what will that song be about, she mused. The only song I'll ever be singing on earth is the song of redeeming love. If I should meet you, say, in a bookstore, how would we ever be attracted to each other over that kind of a song? The world will be full of so many different kinds of songs. How will we ever find each other? Now her smile seemed to fade as she marveled on how fleeting a moment a first meeting affords. The gentle warrior smiled with his usual optimism. When we meet, there will be a spark of joy between us. We will both feel it, and in that moment, there will be a connection so deep that we shall never forget one another again. You will ask for assistance in finding the most beautiful song, and I will answer you, Marion. That is all we need to know now. I will find a song that you will like, one that you will love. Then it must be a song about angels. Marion laughed as the very thought of meeting this angel again on earth made her heart rejoice. And what will your name be? Will I recognize you by your name? I shall be called Raphael. I will be your very own angel, Raphael. Marion nodded and hugged the gentle warrior. She had always loved the angel Raphael, for he was one of the archangels and one of the best loved. He is the angel of healing, the gentle warrior smiled. His name means God has healed. 
He has the stewardship over the spirit of humanity and engendering feelings of kindness on the path to spiritual progress. He healed Abraham of his pain after his circumcision. He gave Noah the knowledge of how to build the ark. He is known to possess the happiest disposition of any of the angels. He has the best sense of humor. Raphael delights in bringing health, happiness, and joy everywhere he goes and encourages all guardian angels in their work. So I shall remember you by the name of Raphael, and you will assist me in my work as a ministering angel upon earth, sharing the most beautiful song of redeeming love with those believing souls who want to escape any form of unrighteous dominion. Together we shall publish peace and spread the work of Angel Raphael to all four corners of the earth. We shall work together to see to it that the most beautiful song of redeeming love is heard throughout the nations. The gentle warrior nodded. I shall not try to discourage you from your dreams. I will try to assist you in fulfilling the full measure of your creation. The full measure of my creation is to do my part to fill the earth with song. I am going to earth for one reason, to fill it with the song of redeeming love. The gentle warrior laughed. Your dreams are as big as the heavens and as wide as eternity, Marion, and you dream them all for God's glory. There is no other dream but his, to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of every man, woman, and child. What more is there to mortality? Why else would we agree to leave our Father's presence and live a mortal life? I simply want to go and assist him in bringing joy back into darkened minds and hearts. I want to go and teach the others, as I did in that concentration camp during the war in heaven, how to overcome the power of unrighteous dominion from overtaking the minds, the hearts, and souls of God's children by cleaving to the first and greatest commandment. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, might, mind, and strength. That is the key to overcoming any other power that tries to possess a living soul in any time frame or dimension or dispensation with the spirit of darkness or depression. Pure love is the cure for an absence of light. The energy of pure love is the cure for the deepest depression. The gentle warrior bowed his head and listened carefully to every word Marion was saying to him. Marion continued, Many live out their histories in heaven and on earth without a fullness of joy because they let fear begin to possess them. This is not a sickness only transmitted to humans. Fear is a sickness that can be passed genetically and interdimensionally by the very power of thought. A single thought possesses the energy that creates action. Any thought that is dipped in the inkwell of fear and doubt will send a message hurling at a mortal or an immortal heart that can leave it reeling without even knowing how it was hit. We must teach souls how to shield their hearts with his song of redeeming love, for he has declared that the song of the heart is a prayer unto God and shall be visited with a blessing upon their heads. I shall pray the song of redeeming love will spread both far and wide and that it shall be like a laser beam of light that ignites stale and loathsome thoughts into beautifully empowered ones, thoughts filled with light, love, and truth. And I will help you to publish that song, Marion, that it may bring peace to many souls. And with that, the gentle warrior stood in his shining armor and said, It is time, Marion. I must go. We will meet again. As he placed his kindly arms about her, he whispered, 
Don't forget the most beautiful song in all the world. Don't forget who you are, Marian whispered as she dried a tear in her eye. May I sing you a farewell song? I would be honored, smiled the gentle warrior. With the gentle warrior on his way to earth, time seemed to stand still. Marion missed their long walks and talks together on the peaceful shores by azure blue waters. Now she turned one day to her angel friend and said, it is time. You are going to earth soon and I will follow you in six more years. While you are gone, I have put in a request to minister to you as an angel while you are a baby and a child as you have so generously ministered to me here. The angel with a beautiful smile gazed up at Marion. Tears sparkled in her eyes, illuminated by a shining ray of hope. Thank you, Mary One, she whispered. I would love that. I cannot wait until we meet again. We will devote our time once we meet on earth to overcoming the effects of unrighteous dominion in the mortal sphere. And we shall laugh, 
reminded Marion. Yes, I always laugh with you, smiled the angel with the beautiful smile. Isn't it amazing how many experiences we have passed through together here in this realm? And to think we shall forget it all when we pass through the veil and meet as complete strangers. I can hardly fathom not remembering each other. I cannot imagine forgetting our glorious Queen Mother, the times we have been nurtured near her side. I cannot imagine forgetting the countless times we have walked with her and talked with her and listened to her singing lullabies. I want to always remember the times we have held the fresh new spirits in her nursery and have been instructed by her that we were only to speak the kindest of words to each one. Remember how she always said, Remember above all, be gentle. For once a word is spoken, it is not ever really forgotten. People may choose to forgive, but it is much harder to forget. To think that we should entirely forget her seems absolutely ungrateful and sinful to me, announced Marion, but then her voice softened. She has endowed each one of her children with special gifts and divine attributes of her own. She shall live on in us, even if we forget. She is to be protected from those who will not revere her name, the angel with the beautiful smile assured. I know, but we must remember to ask for the gift of remembering her when we find each other again. And when we do, let's speak of her in gentle whispers and bring comfort to one another and help to ease those pangs of forgetfulness, Angel. Marion whispered, don't you think it's interesting that the very word forgetfulness suggests that souls will forget the fullness of something they once entirely knew? Let's promise each other that we will do all within our power, even with the Lord's blessing, to remember the fullness of who we truly are. If I forget who I am, Marion, will you remind me? Suddenly this angel who had always been filled with the gift of smiles seemed to appear quite forsaken. Do not doubt, Marion quickly interrupted the angel's moment of melancholy. I will never forget you or the wonderful things you have accomplished here. I shall put in a special petition in my prayers that I will be one of the souls who will never doubt you, nor shall I ever support the doubts that anyone else will ever speak to your heart or mind to injure your beliefs about yourself, your reputation, or your divine nature. With Marion's prayerful petition spoken, it was set immediately into place as a sacred agreement between the two. The beautiful angel stood and said, I don't want to leave you, Marion, but it's time that I go to do the Lord's bidding on earth. We will meet again in less than 50 years. The good part about forgetting is that it will take some of the homesickness away, so while we shall feel an aching for a true friend until we find each other again, at least we won't know exactly what we're missing. They laughed and mused for a moment about how forgetting might have its good points, too. The good part about forgetting the spirit world is you'll be able to concentrate on being mortal. Marion tried to comfort her angel friend who was pointing to the lump in her throat. The good part about being mortal and forgetting is that maybe I won't have to feel all the homesickness I'm already starting to feel. Marion held her friend in her arms and whispered, I shall come and visit you, angel, the Lord permitting to sing you lullabies while you were a baby. And if ever you are homesick for heaven, I shall stand softly by your bed and stroke your hair and gently assure you that you are indeed a very good girl. Until the day comes 
when I must leave my station beside you and enter the world of mortality to begin my own journey. Do you promise, whispered the angel, now somehow appearing almost childlike. The glistening tears in her eyes dried instantly like morning dews that melt on the petals of a rose when greeted by the light of the sun. I promise you, whispered Marion, in the days of our mortal probation, we will laugh together and assure one another and remember Heavenly Mother's garden and all of our angel sisters and our sentinel brothers. Oh yes, we will do all within our power to bring those spirits that shall be assigned to us under divine stewardship of our callings of mother, sister, friend, and wife. Those spirits that we shall give birth to or stand beside and those who we shall be called to assist through rebirth. All those who are God's children and we will do our moral part in bringing them back to Him. The time is growing closer for His second coming. They will have much to endure, whispered the angel with a knowing smile. The two embrace, sending a shower of tingles, bathing their souls in light. Most importantly, let us not forget to remember Him, that we may have His Spirit to always be with us, whispered the angel, always and forever. First and foremost, He is our forever friend, smiled Marion, and then gently kissed her friend upon her brow. She escorted her to the Vale, where her family and friends were waiting on the other side to bid her a heavenly welcome into a new world, into the dimension called mortality. There the beautiful woman was given a father's blessing by the king himself. Marion's heart could not be kept from singing a farewell song to her friend.
After the war in heaven, and bidding two very dear friends farewell, Marion became more anxiously engaged than ever in spreading love and peace where there had been traces of hate and contention. She devoted herself to writing songs and singing for the cause of truth and turning to serving the Lord on a full-time mission with her calling and purpose being deeply emblazoned upon her soul. Her experiences in the prisoner of war camp during the war in heaven had given her much added experience and information pertaining to the necessity of awakening and preparing the hearts of mortals for the second coming of the Savior. The opposition she had experienced, albeit painful, had afforded her the spiritual insight she needed to continue preparing for her mission and mortality. She attended meetings where the elect ladies gathered from all dispensations, and she listened carefully to their counsel and advice as they returned and reported on their missions in mortality. As the time grew nearer for her sojourn on earth to begin, she worked even harder in her studies, choosing to focus her heart and mind on gaining knowledge about God and His gospel plan. She worked to develop gifts and skills as she learned how to minister to souls with the healing arts so that she might bless those souls who she would meet one by one in mortality who would stand in need of healing, the generational effects of unrighteous dominion in the time frames of infancy, childhood, and even marriage. One day, Marion sat pondering how her work in the spirit world in the prisoner of war concentration camp during the war in heaven would ever assist her in her work in mortality. She began to prayerfully ask questions to see a glimpse of the future that she might understand how her work here as a spirit would tie in with her work on earth as a mortal. How would these two lives be brought together? How would she ever come to an understanding of her spiritual work in the eternities prior to her mortal birth? How would the two puzzle pieces ever find a connecting point? If she was going to go to a home where the gospel truths were to be taught, then how would she ever have the opposition necessary to create a conflict in her mortal life so great that her heart would be turned to doing the work of ministering to the spiritual and emotionally deplete, even the brokenhearted. Now she began to understand more deeply the need for opposition in all things in mortality. It had always been a subject that had brought her deep consternation. She had always hoped that mortality would be a season of laughter, love, romance, parties, and sweet celebrations. But without opposition, how would the need for her gifts in the healing arts ever be uncovered? Now she reminisced upon a distant scene before the war in heaven, when she had sat with her elder brother and asked him to help her understand her purpose, calling, and mission on earth. He had assured her that the time would come when she would be shown a glimpse of the future, 
when she would be laying upon a bed of affliction while in mortality. He promised her that she would be shown how her work in the spirit world would be revealed to her, line upon line and precept upon precept while in mortality. She would be given a glimpse of her pre-mortal past one day in mortality when she would be a single mother exhausted and weary from the strains and pressures of life that would be heaped upon her. But for now, she would be permitted the unique privilege of understanding how the opposition she would face in the future in the mortal realm would be that very connection for her with the work in the pre-mortal realm. As she pondered, she looked up and saw two very precious friends standing before her. These were ancient friends, some she had met previous to the war in heaven, when the birds sang sweetly and all seemed peaceful and beautiful. Her white angel stood before her with an open book and bid her to read. As he spoke, he told her that the book represented a journal that she herself would one day write in mortality about her experiences in the flesh. He bid her to read it so that she might receive the understanding she was requesting about how she would be able to link her experiences with pre-mortality with those in mortality. He spoke slowly. This book will give you understanding and bathe your soul in the peace that passeth understanding. He told her, this book will provide you with the pure knowledge that you will need in order to connect to your spiritual work on earth. Know this, my dear sister, that adversity will be a blessing in disguise. It is the rock that the stone of the heart is dashed upon, from which springs the lifeblood of the stone. The adversity that you will pass through in mortality will be a direct link to the experiences you have been having here. Mortality will afford you with the gift of opposition. Her white angel bid her to read from the book. As she read from the book, her eyes welled with tears. Now at last she understood exactly why there must needs be opposition, not only in all things, but in all time frames, past, present, and future. It seemed to be filled with letters addressed to her father, the king, letters that ranged over the course of nearly a century. But as she turned the pages of the curious book, her eyes seemed to stop at a passage which began, My dearest heavenly father. She looked up at her white angel, wondering if she dared to read on. Will I know too much if I read this? It's all right, he smiled. You shall soon forget. Promise me one thing, Marion whispered. Promise me that I shall never forget the tune to the song of his redeeming love. You must keep the lines of communication open with your heavenly parents. You must not ever forget to pray. Learn to trust in me. 
began to trace the lines on the page of the tattered book as she read out loud to her white angel and the kind shepherdess standing beside him. Dearest Heavenly Father, I am 41 years old. My mind has been tracing back through my mortal memories to the summer of 2001. 
I remember the night my body reeled with exhaustion as I sunk deeply beneath the comforters on my island bed. It was a Friday night at 7 p.m., and I felt a wave of sickness pass through my being. That's unusual, I thought. I never get sick. I muttered a heartfelt prayer for someone to come and minister to me, acknowledging my joy in ministering to the others. Two years had passed since opening my small business sense of peace, and I had hardly taken a moment to catch my breath. The healer's touch and divine essence and Angel Dreams Lullaby collection had been added to the repertoire of songs and oils completed for processing women and children. It was time to breathe a single sigh of relief. I had awakened that morning with the very thought, do not labor more than you have strength. Now I suppose that this was why my body was telling me that I needed to rest. I called a friend who was a therapist as well and left a message on his voicemail to schedule an overdue appointment. I felt like Martha finally taking a moment to kneel down like Mary and choose the good part. Why women feel they need to press forward and give and give without taking a single thought for their own needs for replenishment, I don't think I'll ever understand. It is our nature to nurture. We nurture our baby dolls and our play as little girls. We nurture our pets. We nurture our friends. We nurture our dates. Then we marry and begin real life. We do what we have always done. But as Jesus told Martha as he rested in the company of his beloved friend Mary, it's time for you to rest too, Martha. As I lay on the massage table, my friend had me breathe in the healer's touch oil. I recall the scriptures in DNC 59 that says, I have given them the sense of taste and the sense of smell to gladden the heart and to enliven the soul. Now as I closed my eyes, I began breathing deeply, allowing all the fatigue to be released from my muscles. I began sinking deeper into a state of tranquility as though I was being transported with every lengthened breath into a deeper state of relaxation. I visualized my worries, my concerns, my troubles all being written on little white post-it notes, now floating away like little white butterflies off into a sky filled with light. Deeper and deeper I felt my mind going into relaxation. I wondered why more people do not allow themselves to receive such respites along the way of life. This is the best part of the journey, I thought, as I drifted away into a realm of peace and calm. The respites along the way, I recall the purpose for this oil. It is to recharge the batteries of those who spend their days nurturing and ministering to others. It is to replenish them with strength and to build up the immune system when we are laboring more than we have strength. Now my friend began using the oil called Flaming Sword. It seemed that my childhood belief that I am rebellious came rising to the surface of my thoughts like a dark sludge. Tears began flowing and I whispered quietly, I never wanted to be rebellious. I wanted to be sweet and loving. I could hear his voice speaking to me like a kind father, words that I needed to hear and had needed to hear for years. It's all right. Breathe out the belief that you are rebellious. Acknowledge it and let it go. As I exhaled, I felt the spirit of this self-defense move out of my being like Peter Pan's shadow dancing off with a mind of its own. As the spirit of rebelliousness left my body, having adopted it like an orphan child at the age of 14, I realized that I had used this as a survival skill 
to keep my identity intact when I was constantly being told how to think and feel as a teenager by my mortal father. Somewhere in the process of growing up, I had lost my ability to express my opinions and feelings, but the spirit of rebelliousness had never departed from me. Another exhale, and I felt my body tingling with an energy that began gathering momentum as it moved from my feet up to my head. I felt a gentle understanding for the 14-year-old, realizing that she had been doing the best she could in order to survive the misunderstandings, misinterpretations, and constructive criticism of her well-meaning father. Surely he had loved her and was only trying to keep her on the straight and narrow. Now I heard my friend whisper, you don't need this defense anymore. You are doing the Lord's work now. Cleansing the inner vessel is as real as is giving birth. I've done both. Now I could feel the gentle waves of unresolved, unexpressed emotion ebbing and flowing in soft currents like gentle labor pains, helping to release the pain of what had been left unsaid since my childhood. With sweet surrender oil, I was now able to pinpoint and release the need to please others, the fear of giving up my identity if I surrendered my will to others, the feelings of not being good enough or doing it right enough, even the reason that had brought me to this table in the first place, the need to run faster than I was able. The memories resurfaced now of when I was a little girl and how often I had felt compared to my sisters. They were more intellectual, got better grades, were thinner, blonder, and my father's well-meaning attempt to steer me and shape me into who he thought I should be and the direction he thought I should go, I must have gone into overdrive in order to succeed. When I left home, I took over parenting myself, placing his values and judgments upon me, right where he had left off. With the oil called Magic Kisses, I was able to remember my mother's love and tenderness like I was discovering a picture in my heart in an old photo album. I was able to feel once more her belief in me, her trust in me when other well-meaning souls doubted. I was able to cut and paste the picture of her ministering to my little cuts and scrapes in childhood into an image of the Savior ministering to my deeper hidden wounds. I was able to visualize the gift of the Holy Ghost and by my faith in Him, his gift of healing energy spreading through my heart and mind, swiftly sending the melting disappointments of my own defeats and supposed failures in my life. In the midst of these peaceful thoughts, I heard my friend whisper as though he was standing at the end of a long tunnel. His voice sounded so far away from the place that I had traveled. It's okay. You are doing good things. Hearing a masculine presence speak words of comfort to my heart was very healing for me. In this gentle, peaceful state of mind and heart, I felt my heart moving into a place of greater peace and rest, feeling the assurance that I was truly doing all I could to please my Heavenly Father now and to bring Him glory while I sojourn in mortality. I needed to hear a man speak those words of assurance. They were like a gentle lullaby to the ears of my spirit. I felt my heart like a spool of thread wound with far too much tension begin to ease and unwind until my breaths became slower and deeper. Peace and rest. There is an hour of peace and rest 
Unboomed by earthly care, tis when I bring my soul to him and trust his constant care. Another soft scent moved my mind back into a distant memory. Perhaps it was a dream. For me, it was a moment of pure truth and tender recollection. It was as though the veil parted for one moment, giving me comfort from the other side. With this gift of increased insight, I felt joy entering my entire being. May I keep reading? Marian gazed imploringly up at her two visitors. Read on, whispered the kind shepherdess as she stroked her soft curls. It will bring you the peace that passeth understanding. Just 